Estimados amigos, damas y caballeros, mi saludo para todos ustedes, un fuerte abrazo y mis palabras más sinceras. Welcome everyone to this special episode in which I attempt to introduce you to the complexity and richness of the music of the island of Cuba. In my last year at SOAS, I was very lucky to take Professor Lucy Durand's course, The World of Cuban Music, which was a real eye-opener and showed me that the actual authentic music scene on the island looked very different from what I thought. I want to take the opportunity to thank Lucy for her amazing course and for her wonderful suggestions for this episode. If I manage to play some lesser-known treasures, it is all thanks to Lucy's input. Before we start, I would like to give you a short introduction to the origins of Cuban music because I think that this is important to better understand it. First of all, it's really important to note the immense influence African slaves and their descendants had on the island. When the slave trade began, the Spanish colonizers brought mostly West Africans from what today is Nigeria and Central Africans from the Congo Basin to Cuba. Slaves would often meet in so-called cabildos, the only places where African slaves and their descendants could gather freely. You can think of them as places of worship, but also recreational centers and mutual aid societies. In these cabildos, slaves continue to cherish and celebrate their cultures in exile. Resultingly, many African languages or dialects survived. The three biggest are Lukumi, which is derived from Yoruba, actually Lukumi means I am your friend, and became the ritual language of the Afro-Cuban religion of Santeria. Then there is Bantu, a language from the Congo Basin which became the ritual language of the religion of Palomonte. And thirdly, there is Karabali, which is a language derived from the Calabar region in southeastern Nigeria and is the ritual language of the Afro-Cuban religion of Abaqua. The first song I'm going to play is by Adalberto Alvarez and it provides a lot of references to the African heritage of Cuban music. It is explanatory of the fusion between Christianity and Afro-Cuban religions. Listen closely to the mentioning of Chango, which is a Santeria deity, and Santa Barbara, a Christian saint. They are often used interchangeably. <laughs> Nosotros quedaron todos aquellos guerreros que a mi cultura pasaron. O batala las Mercedes, o es la caridad. Santa Bárbara y Chango, reglas de Maya. Va a empezar la ceremonia, vamos a hacer caridad. Fundo Sevilla, Pepica acá. Sí. La casa está repleta y ya no cabe se preguntan que dirá el ecua él abre los caminos esa es la verdad vamos a darle coco a ver qué nos da 
para todos los religiosos de mi Cuba y del mundo. Vamos a cantarle a los orillas y empezamos por el Eguá. Y mira cómo dice el coro, vaya. I would like to continue with a song based around Chango as well, but in a different way. It's by Angela Banda, one of the most successful Cuban bands of the 90s. It was founded by the incredibly talented José Luis Cortes, who before had already been part of Los Van Van and Iraquere, two immensely influential bands who notably combined Cuban rhythms with jazz, funk, soul and rock. This particular song references the music of Selena Gomez, a famous singer of the 50s. It features decimas, which is an old Spanish verse form, which is still widely used in many Cuban rumba songs. Here is Que Viva Chango by Enge La Banda. Nuestra oración favorita Llevamos hasta tu altura 
One of the biggest changes in my perception of Cuban music occurred when Lucy told us in class that Buena Vista Social Club was actually not particularly popular amongst Cubans when it came out in the late 1990s. It was the music of the old generation, many songs dating back to before the revolution of 1959. Instead, Cuban's favorite genre at the time was called timba, a very danceable music which the untrained ear would quite easily misinterpret as salsa. Because be aware, salsa is not a Cuban invention and was for a long time considered bad music, a bastardization of Cuban rhythms, so to speak. Actually, so the story goes, it was Puerto Ricans in New York who, using Cuban rhythms, created the type of salsa many of us thought was inherently Cuban. Only with the rise of timba did Cubans start to reconcile with the term salsa. We will now first listen to a song by Los Van Ban, which is an early example of the incorporation of non-Cuban musical styles that led to timba, and then to Sofocación by Paulito y su elite, which is a full-blown timba song. Vengo de Nigeria, 
Estás viendo colores, escuchando sonidos. Esto es Sonido y Color. Oh, God. 
Let's turn to something calming now, like the piano of the great Roberto Fonseca in his song Cachucha, and the bass in Conversación con mío mismo, or Conversation with Myself, by Orlando Cachaito López for two great Cuban jazz examples. Cachucha, toma dos.
Another incredibly important aspect of Cuban music and an example for its African heritage is rumba. It has been called the social chronicle of the dispossessed because it is an entirely Cuban genre which reflects the social realities of its musicians. Without going into too much detail, rumba never uses melodic instruments. It's all rhythm and originated in the west of the island. Our next song refers to it. You can hear the singer say that he is the poet of rumba and again provides an example of the importance of Afro-Cuban religions as numerous Santeria deities are mentioned throughout it. Here is Soy Todo by Los Van Van.
Now that we have heard some jazz and a song reminiscent of rumba, I will play Frank Emilio Flynn with his fabulous rumba jazz collaboration with one of the most important rumba bands of the island and by far one of the most successful rumba ensembles of all time, Muñequitos de Matanzas. Matanzas is considered to be the city in which rumba was truly born and it has played a crucial role in Cuba's music. Arsenio Rodriguez, for example, he is the man we heard at the beginning of the episode, was born there too. 
he famously combined the strong African heritage of the west of the island, where he was from, with the more European-influenced troubadour music from the east of the island, which led to a style called Son Montuno, and later evolved to become what most of us understand as Cuban music, for example the songs of Buena Vista Social Club, but also the mambo. But anyways, I'm talking too much. Here is Midnight Theme by Frank Emilio Flynn and his friends.
I want to play one last jazz piece by Gonzalo Rubalcaba, a brilliant pianist who, like so many Cubans, has been rigorously classically trained and later combined his extensive formal knowledge of the instrument with the traditions of his environment. This way, magnificent pieces, such as Recordando Tchaikovsky, could emerge.
to end this episode, I will play a song from Cuba's special period, the 1990s, during which the island was hit hard by the crumbling of the Soviet Union after it had become so dependent on its economic support. The song, Rap de la Bicicleta by Paulito and Opus 13, is a humorous comment on this time and is a nice example of timba. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Check out our Instagram page at sound underscore and dot color, where you will find the full song list in due time and updates on future episodes. That's all from me. Keep listening and keep exploring to expand your musical horizons. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And yeah, that's all. Here is Rap de la Bicicleta by Paulito and Opus 13. Ya mi niña no se va en la cuarentena. La llevo yo.